Are you interested in supporting small business in your community? You can become a sponsor of the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast at candidpodcast.ca slash sponsor. You're listening to the Candid Conversations Podcast, where we share with you the adventures of small business, the community, and folks in communications. We are your hosts, digital marketer Dan Nicholson and small business strategist Sagan Morrow. This is episode number five. Welcome to episode number five. We've got a little different intro for you today. Um, one of the things that we had decided to do for every intro was talk a bit more about our own business, Juxa Communications. But one of the things that we've decided to do, uh, we had so much to talk about that we ended up doing a whole other episode uh, called Exclusive Content Number One, which we posted last week. So you can feel free to turn that one on if you want to listen more about how our business has been going. Uh, we'll catch up with everyone in the following episode in episode six. And we're going to introduce our guest for the day, Charmaine of Strategic Charm Boutique. And this is her candid conversation. Um, cool. All right. <laughs> So, can you tell us a bit more about what your business is and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I'm the owner of Strategic Charm Boutique, and mm -hmm. with that, um, I kind of rebranded myself as the marketing connoisseur and copywriter. So, basically what I do is I help other entrepreneurs with their online marketing, whether it be social media, email campaigns, blog writing, all that fun stuff. Nice. Yeah. And so, why did you actually choose to get into that? Um, I don't know. I just... For a while, I've just been into marketing public relations. Um, I think grade seven or eight, someone, um, not someone, we actually went on a field trip to Red River College, and that's when I first learned about their creative communications program, and that included like journalism, marketing, that kind of stuff. And at the time, I actually wanted to be a journalist, um, but after being in university and taking journalism, I decided I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had a feeling public relations was where I was going to end up so that's what I'm doing nice yeah and I was reading online that uh, you kind of started out as an event planner uh, for, yeah I forget exactly what it was for um, um, well, cancer care I believe or something like that no heart of, and stroke a couple of different things so part of um, the program at Red River College was that at the end of your second year you had to do a independent professional project mm -hmm. and I decided to do a red dress gala and fashion show as my project so because um, event planning was something I wanted to get into eventually, so I figured I would not do that at the end of my um, school year. So I did that for the Heart and Stroke Foundation, and then after college, um, I got hired at a local company here to be an event planner. So I did more galas, I did some weddings, which weren't part of the plan, but <laughs> it came with the job. So I um, definitely wouldn't do those again, because they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I moved to Alberta for a couple years, did more event planning there, and then I'm back here in Winnipeg and doing my own thing, so... Nice. Yeah. So entrepreneurship isn't one of those things that everyone just tends to do, right? I mean, it's actually, it's like, it's a pretty 
it's out of the norm, I guess, right? So why did you decide to be an entrepreneur? Well, it's funny because for me, that's all I ever wanted to be was an entrepreneur. So even as a kid, I knew I wanted to run my own business. I just liked the idea of being my own boss, having my own rules, doing whatever um, I wanted, which I realized is actually not how it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like even as a kid, like I remember um, my earliest memory of being an entrepreneur um, is I was running a mini talent agency when I was in grade three. So I would get like the girls in my class to pretend like they're Spice Girls or like some <laughs> other pop band at the time. And I would sell tickets and market the event even <laughs> in grade three. Wow. So um, it's always kind of been on my mind. I don't know where it came from it's just kind of there so, mm -hmm. so <laughs> did, do it. did it come innately from so is your family very entrepreneurial or is uh, just just innately came from you they kind of are now like my mom right now is in the process of kind of starting her own business um, my cousin who's in Calgary is thinking of doing his own thing um, my aunt has her own kind of cleaning business so it's something for them that's happened kind of as of recently but I'm pretty sure I was the first to ever decide that that's definitely what I wanted to do was be a business owner so that's incredible to just know that about yourself yeah <laughs> it was weird but it came in handy so <laughs> so what does a typical day look to you <laughs> um so i have my ideal days and i have what my days actually look like yeah. so i'll start with the ideal so basically what i've decided is that i was going to do things in kind of batch days so monday would be the day where i do like administrative stuff um work on some marketing for my own business do some more business research and that kind of thing um tuesdays would be like meetings and client work and all that kind of stuff so i kind of have these themes associated with each day whether or not i stick to those themes is a different story um but basically when i wake up um after like going to the gym and like making breakfast and that kind of thing i kind of start with just like clearing out my inbox i hate having a cluttered inbox more than three emails in there it drives me bonkers so i have to read them i have to respond i have to categorize them and then i can officially start my day um, and then I do, um, I do my day in three hour chunks. So I'll work for three hours, take an hour break, sometimes two if I'm watching something on Netflix that I can't stop. And then I'll do another three hours in the afternoon. And depending on if I'm on a roll or not, I'll kind of keep going. Um, but the very first thing is to clear my inbox because I can't start a day with it not cleared. <laughs> you and I are very different people. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, do you not clear your inbox every day? Uh, oh, oh. Or ever? Dan's oh, inbox is scary. No. I, sh I, so I showed Sagan one time. Oh. It's I think on last check was 1,400. Oh no. He doesn't categorize his emails. I, yeah? don't, I don't understand uh, how you can do it. There's a search function. You can find it I easily. Guess, you know what? My personal email is not like that. So like you, I probably yeah. have like fifteen hundred $1,500 <laughs> $1, emails in my inbox there. Although I do have some categories for like major things but like the personal one I don't care much about but like with my business one it has to be organized and I can't have more than three emails in there at once or so I'm going crazy so Good <laughs> on you. And you know, that's, such a, that's such a big thing too like it's interesting how in some areas of your life you can end up being so meticulous yes. and like such a perfectionist yeah. and in other areas just like not at all exactly. right and it's interesting how that all works for sure especially when you own your own business yeah yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> So you launched Strategic Charm Boutique in February 2016. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it's still relatively new. So mm -hmm. what have been some of the biggest lessons that you have learned from it over the past year? Oh, some of the biggest. Um, I feel like there are probably a lot, but 
basically the couple months leading up to when I decided to launch my business last February, um, I listened to a lot of podcasts like this one. Um, I listened to, this is back when Periscope was still a big deal. <laughs> I still think we should bring Periscope back, but whatever, <laughs> it's not my decision. Um, so I'd be watching a lot of other, you know, female entrepreneurs and them talking about their journey and how they got started and what drives them. And I got really excited about the idea of finally starting my own business. Um, and one piece of advice that really stuck with me was from um, a woman, her name is Devin Danielle. She's kind of like a business coach um, in the States. And she was talking about how um, don't wait until you think you're ready to start your business. Just go ahead and do it and you can learn as you go. Because a lot of people are waiting until they get more knowledge or more contacts or, you know, more inspiration. But I feel when um, she said that you can just jump in and kind of work through it as you go, that kind of struck a chord in me. And that like, honestly, the next week I was like planning out how I would launch my business. So yeah. that was like probably the biggest advice out of everything I've learned that stuck with me and made a the biggest impact. Nice. Yeah. Well, and it's so true, right? Like you, there's never going to be a perfect time to do anything exactly. in life. So if it's something that you really want, then why not? Why just, wait? Yeah, yes. for sure. Definitely. <laughs> did you, did you transition out of a full-time job to go into this full-time or did you decide that you wanted to do it as a side hustle first and work your way out? Um, I was debating that for a while. So originally my plan was to move to Toronto because it's always seems to be everyone's plan if you live in Winnipeg, it's Toronto or Vancouver. So Toronto is always like my go-to. And then somehow I ended up in Lac-La-Biche, Alberta, which is a small town about two and a half hours north of Edmonton. Um, so when I was there, I was a corporate event planner and communications coordinator for a college out there. And I was working at the college at the time that I started my business. Um, but before I officially launched, I was debating, okay, well, I've been here in Lac La Biche for almost two years. Do I want my next move to be to Toronto? Um, and if I do move to Toronto, do I want to work at like another, like a PR agency so I can get more experience so I can kind of learn more stuff from my business? Or do I want to just go ahead and start and just kind of see what happens? So I was back and forth with that idea for a couple of weeks, but then I figured, you know what? Let's, like I said, let's just start this now and see how it goes. Um, so I started it while I was in Lac La Biche, while I was working a full-time nine to five job. And it was especially difficult because again, I was an event planner. So our events happen in the evening and on the weekends. <laughs> and because I lived in a small town, like our campus is actually seven different campuses. Um, so there are seven campuses across small towns in Alberta. So if I'm doing an event somewhere else, I'm probably gone for at least a couple of days setting up the event. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm working days. I'm working evenings, I'm working some weekends, <laughs> when am I gonna run my business? But somehow um, I made it work. And what kind of, the funny thing that happened is last fall, um, I had written my resignation letter for the college I was working at. And it was all typed up, I was all ready to, ready to pack up. And four days before I was ready to officially submit it, I got called into HR. And <laughs> I was sitting with the head of HR and the president of the college and they let me know that um, they had to let me go. So I had to get laid off because the economy in Alberta is crazy right now. Mm -hmm. And they've been laying people off since I started. <laughs> um, even though I was told my job would be safe, it apparently wasn't. Um, but it worked out perfectly because that gave me a nice little severance package to keep mm -hmm. me comfortable while I decide if doing my business full time is enough to sustain me for a while. So good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Very convenient. So the whole time I was sitting there, it's kind of like I try not to smile. <laughs> and I was saying my goodbyes and everything. And everyone's like, Oh, you're taking this so well. I'm like, Yeah, well, things happen. Like, what can you do? <laughs> um, like, but, yes. Yeah, but I was so excited. I'm like, Oh, my God, this is perfect. So anyways, that's how I ended up back in Winnipeg. So I was gonna come back eventually. Anyway, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
So if you're on EI yeah. uh, in Canada, yeah. you have the option to go into a program that can help you start your business. Did you know about that? You know, I'm not sure. I feel like someone might have mentioned it briefly in passing, mm-hmm. but it didn't stick until now that you said it. It kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. But. I was just yeah. curious, mostly yeah. because uh, I ended up trying that for yeah. a little bit. Uh, it was it? it was a great ca- yeah. like I never actually got into the program, but it was a great process to get into. Yeah. Uh, to me, I decided that I didn't want to get right into my business right away. Yeah. So it wasn't quite for me, but uh, be it for our listeners, yeah, <laughs> who are in Canada, you can actually <laughs> oh, okay. uh, apply if you're on EI. You yeah. Can get into this program that is a federal grant. Yeah. And be able to start your business and still collect your EI. Yeah. And they'll transition you into uh, starting your own business. As yeah. you collect and build your business plan and stuff. That's interesting because you would think someone, because again, like, because I am on EI because I got laid off and um, they know I have my own business, but no one from their end has mentioned <laughs> this program. <laughs> and you think they would because it sounds pretty yeah. cool, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Interesting. I'll check it out. Yeah, when we find the, when we figure out what it's actually called, we will put the link <laughs> in this blog post. Yeah, <laughs> so you can visit candidpodcast.ca slash at five. Looking to start your online business? Try Shopify for 14 days. There's no credit card required, so you can try it risk-free. Simply go to candidpodcast.ca slash shop to get started. That sounds really cool. So what exactly is Shopify? It is a website building thingy. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, if you sell products online, this Shopify will help you with setting up a whole website and everything that you need to actually sell products. Yeah, basically you just go online, you make a few clicks, you can put a theme right in there, connect any APIs such as MailChimp, and you're pretty much ready to go and start selling your products. That's fantastic, and you can probably have all of your products in one space too. Absolutely. Huh, that sounds fantastic. I'm definitely going to visit candidpodcast.ca slash shop right now. Yeah, you are. So what challenges do you face in your current role today, given the fact that it's, it's, it's just you, I assume? It's just me, yep. Yeah. So what kind of challenges do you face being a solopreneur? Um, probably like a million of them. Um, one of them being the fact that I am by myself. Um, and I think by the end of this year, I'll probably bring at least one person onto my team to kind of help with um, you know, some of my daily tasks. So I do a lot of social media for my clients. But then it doesn't leave a lot of time for me to do my own social media. And usually mine is a bit faster because I'm used to my own brand and all that kind of stuff. So it's not that big a deal. But even still, it takes time. So I would bring someone on to do kind of that kind of stuff for me. So I think right now that's been the biggest challenge is trying to find the balance between doing my client work and taking care of my own business. So um, that's definitely the biggest one. And then also trying to just organize my finances. That's just not something I do. <laughs> I'm not a saver. I'm not good at like splitting up my money into different pockets. I'm not good at all that stuff. So I'm trying to be uh, more mindful of that when I, you know, do make some income. Cause when I first started, every time someone paid me, I'm like, oh sweet, let's let's go shopping or let's treat myself because I just got a new client. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it didn't occur to me to save any money to like reinvest into my business or, you know, pay bills and stuff. Like it's just <laughs> not how my mind works. <laughs> That would be a good challenge. Yep, yep. (laughs) Working on it. Okay, so that's the challenge that you face in your work. So what do you enjoy the most about your work? Ah, I think one of the things I enjoy most is that, again, I can pretty much 
do whatever I want with my business. So I can add services as I like, I can add online products if I want, um, I can launch new initiatives, I can take away things that I thought I liked and I decided that I no longer like. Um, just having that freedom to mold it into whatever I want it to be, I think is the most fun. Um, and also working with my clients. So a lot of my, I've been lucky. So most of my clients so far have been amazing. Um, they're easy to work with. They understand their brand, which you would assume most business owners do, but that's not true. Um, yeah. So if, if I come across someone who doesn't understand their brand, it makes it hard for me to understand their brand. But luckily, most of my clients um, you know, have been really good. So I've just been lucky to work with such amazing people. So I'm curious, like, about the types of clients you have. You don't have to tell us who your clients are, but okay. are like, are they Winnipeg based? Are they like small businesses like me? Or are they like yeah. large based? Um, they're all small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't worked with any, like I do work with bloggers, but not people who blog solely for their business. Like mm -hmm. people who blog like kind of for their business, but like it's just a part of it. Um, and now that I've been back, I've been working with more Winnipegers, which has been awesome. Um, but again, because of the type of business I do, I get to work with people all over the world. So right now, one of my biggest clients, um, she's based in Auckland, New Zealand. And what she does is she has like an online community for New Zealand business owners who are just trying to find their way. Um, so I work with a lot of creative types. So a lot of people, again, who run those kind of communities, um, people who are life coaches, business coaches, and then specific to Winnipeg, I, I work with some other wedding planners, makeup artists, people like that. So kind of a wide variety, but I kind of try to keep my target audience creative. So That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. How did you market yourself to have a Auckland, New Zealand client? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Out of I, curiosity. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I think, because I, I have a variety of different marketing tactics that I use. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I'm a part of a couple of different um, Facebook business groups. And I think she was, she's in one of the ones that I'm in and she saw something that I posted and then reached out to me. I'm pretty sure that's how that worked, but I could, I could be lying, but I'm pretty sure that's, <laughs> that's how she came about. But, um, yeah, it was funny because she, we set up a meeting and, um, either she didn't tell me she was in New Zealand or I just didn't, um, realize that she was and we kept trying to meet and it kept being a little off because they're like a day and five hours ahead <laughs> so for a couple days we just couldn't get it together but we finally figured out that we're in different continents so we're good now <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> but i feel like especially like coming at it from a social media perspective that's also like it makes it that much trickier doing social media for people yeah that much farther away and true trying to navigate that whole side exactly of and even even still like in new zealand like their language is a bit different right so sometimes mm -hmm. when i'm writing content for her because what i do is like i write her facebook and instagram posts and i write some of her blogs as well right but they use different words different spelling different kind of grammar so it's trying to grasp that stuff as well so it's just yeah but it's fun though yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah i like yeah i found it really interesting because different clients that i've worked over the years a lot of them have been american but yeah. then i've also worked with a lot of canadians and i've also worked with like some people in the UK. So it's being yeah. like even navigating the different, yeah, like the English language exactly. and how much it differs and yeah. like consulting different dictionaries. Like, wait, is it, how is it spelled again? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, Check this, <laughs> the whole, whole thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so getting into, for our listeners, because Clearly, you have quite a wealth of knowledge of working globally and uh, as well as locally here. Uh, what kind of advice or helpful tips could you potentially give our listeners based off what you've learned yep. in the past uh, year or so? 
For sure. Well, kind of just going back to what I learned from uh, Devin Danielle um, before I started my business is that um, if you're flirting with the idea of starting your business or launching a new product or launching a new service, the best way to see if it's going to work is just to kind of go out there and do it. Um, not every idea you have is going to be golden, uh, or maybe it is, who knows? <laughs> um, if that's true, then you're, you're very lucky, but um, just kind of go out, test the waters. There's so many free resources out there that you can utilize. Again, podcasts, Periscope, Instagram Lives, um, Pinterest, all these different avenues that um, are giving away free information, free resources, and free content. So um, just kind of dive in, learn what you can along the way, and uh, I think that'll get you pretty far, eventually. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hustling. If yeah, exactly. I don't believe in these overnight successes that people keep talking about. So, <laughs> so speaking of hustling, thanks for that. You recently launched a new initiative, the Hustle yeah. and Charm Community. So can you I tell did. us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so this is something I launched last week, but I've been thinking about it for at least a few months now. Um, so basically what Hustle and Charm is, it's um, something brand new. It's primarily for female Winnipeg bloggers and business owners who um, kind of feel alone in your business. I know um, being an entrepreneur is hard, it's difficult. Not a lot of people understand what it is we go through by having your own business. They just think that, oh, we just sit at home and do whatever you want whenever you want. That's not really how it works. <laughs> um, not if you're successful anyway. Um, so I just wanted to create a space where um, you know, us women can get together on a regular basis, meet face-to-face, -face, um, and also have a designated online space for us as well where we can kind of share ideas, expertise, concerns, resources, all that kind of thing. So I know in Winnipeg there are several different types of groups that um, kind of have the same idea, and I was trying to be a part of a couple of these groups as well, but I haven't found one that's been the right fit, mm -hmm. so I figured why not just make my own and then <laughs> there you go, so. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very so excited. So it'll have, and I mean, we are we are recording this, you know, a month or two before the episode is yep. going live. <laughs> so by that point, the Hustle and Charm community will be well, well established. That's the goal. <laughs> but, um, so you're planning on having sort of like events and that kind of thing too, is that correct? Pretty much. So uh, I think the biggest thing about this community is that there'll be um, monthly meetups. So, and they're going to vary in nature. Some of them will just be kind of like casual chats where we talk about a certain topic. So again, maybe business finances, marketing, that kind of thing. And then other ones will be a bit more technical. So they might be in the form of like um, a live training event or a seminar. So I would bring in other experts in different fields to kind of train the group on different aspects of their business so they can kind of um, learn a bit more things that will be useful to their to their lives. So. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, you know, it's really interesting because I've found, I've been part of so many different Twitter chats and Facebook groups yes. over the years. I mean, yeah. I've had my business for nearly a decade now, so it's yeah. been, and there's there's so many people that I've connected with, you know, in the States a lot, and, yeah. you know, in Europe, and some places across Canada, but, like, I always get so excited when I meet other people who are Canadians, and yeah. especially other people who are Winnipeggers. Me too. And, and it's so, and I mean, like, even when we connected, I think yeah. we found each other via Instagram, I think. I think right? so. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was probably something along the lines of, you know, just sort of happened. Kind of, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Winnipeg small business. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, like, I got my graphic designer, Jody Newfeld, because part, like, in large part, because she was a Winnipegger and I found her in a Facebook group. And I was yeah. like, you're a Winnipegger. I want to support you. Like, exactly. this is awesome. So I love this idea of connecting with other Winnipeggers because so often it feels like 
we are just sort of alone in Winnipeg and there's no one else who does what we do. Yeah, exactly. But there's actually a whole, there's a bunch of us. And that's so true. And like I said, I'm part of many different Facebook groups right now and a lot of them have been beneficial to me. I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I've met a lot of great people. I've gotten some clients from them. But again, um, there are very few people who are in Canada, let alone in Winnipeg. Yes. So once in a blue moon, <laughs> I'll be in a Facebook group of 10,000 people and I'll spot like another Winnipegger and then we try and connect. Um, but there's just, I find there's not really an online space for us. Mm -hmm. um, um, and it's be great to have that as something that we can um, go to when we need it. But especially the face-to-face -face interaction, I think, is going to be something that um, is going to be the biggest draw towards the group. So Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Which, I guess, also, this was part of what we wanted from the podcast, from this podcast yeah. kind of conversations. <laughs> we also want it to be primarily Winnipeg-focused. Yeah. And yeah, that was the initial plan was because there is no one really talking to other Winnipeg or business, like yeah. Winnipeg businesses. Um not only that, I mean, it, obviously you listen to podcasts, but a lot of them are American-based, right? Definitely. <laughs> uh, and our rules are much different than theirs, especially yeah. around Canadian businesses and entrepreneurship. So yeah. that was that was the intention of this podcast. I'm hoping that our listeners are getting some benefit from it. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I love it. Like you said, <laughs> a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they're American. Not because I'm seeking out American podcasts, but that's just where they happen to be from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and if they are from Canada, like I said, they're from Toronto, mm -hmm. they're from Vancouver, they're from like those big, huge cities that kind of overshadow our little our little <laughs> city over here, but yeah. we matter too. Yeah. We have very talented people in Winnipeg as well, so I'm looking forward to hearing other episodes of people that you guys feature, so. Yeah. yeah. So you've had Hustle, Hustle Charm, which after this episode goes live, <laughs> will be a great success. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to talk a bit more about the point that you said you wanted to hire on someone. Yeah. Um, have you looked more into the research of bringing on someone into payroll like that? Is that nope. something? <laughs> See, like I said, finances, <laughs> that's not my thing. So I'm not even sure how that's all going to work. Because um, some of my clients, they're very, like, when they pay me, they're very, like, technical about how it happens. Some of them just, like, send me a simple e-transfer every now and then, and then that's kind of how it goes. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do when I pay someone. Like, I have no idea. No, so, <laughs> if you have any suggestions, <laughs> unfortunately, I've never works. hired anyone. I'd be curious. Yeah. That's why I asked. But yeah. uh, it'll be great to obviously between now and then to see what uh, yeah. what you can do with it. Yeah, uh, definitely, we should follow up and you know see how hustle charm yes. is going yeah, and how sure. how your new hire is going. Yeah, where it goes. <laughs> we'll have awesome. the podcast for season two. Nice, yeah. nice. I'm already excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, is there any other plans for your business uh, to kind of grow it anymore beyond bringing on potential one person or starting the, the hustle and, sorry, yeah. starting hustle Old and charm? Time. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of ideas in the works. I actually, um, I haven't told anyone this yet, but by the end of the year, I actually want to launch a lifestyle blog. Um, which actually isn't going to have anything to do with um, Strategic Charm Boutique, but it's still going to be... Um, I guess kind of like another business. I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking about it. I know I want to do it. It's just, like I said, it's kind of like starting another business. I'm not sure if I want to have two businesses only a year in. <laughs> um, but I'm just one of those people who like, I just get all these, all my ideas seem to be big ideas and I want to do them all at the same time. So um, that's something that's kind of in the works. And then um, as far as the boutique goes, uh, off the top of my head, the only thing I'm thinking about right now is uh, launching a YouTube channel eventually again by the end of the year um, 
I'm just waiting because I want to make sure the videos are, you know, good quality and it's not just like me with my iPhone <laughs> taking my shaky videos and you can't hear anything I'm saying and everything's all grainy. So that's just another whole other project that's gonna happen later <laughs> that's exciting yeah <laughs> so i can't help but laugh when you say like all of your ideas are big ideas because i feel like i'm the exact same way and i think so many other entrepreneurs just are is that yeah. like we keep coming up with more ideas i mean like we we started this podcast within 48 hours we had recorded the first episode of 48 yeah. years like oh god I'm burnt out. Yeah. but like that's that's just the reality right like yeah. when you come up with amazing ideas you're like well like i have to do this yeah like exactly. i can't i can't not do it yeah it's and, too you, good. and you don't want to put it off you want to do it right now because exactly. it's fresh in your mind you're yeah. excited about it you don't want to wait till next year because by next year who knows what's going to happen right so yeah that's just, that's a problem though i don't know how to fix that but so even when like it's funny because like the day i uh launched hustle and charm which was last tuesday um my friend sarah texted me she's like you're taking on another project and i'm like yeah sorry i don't know why <laughs> i'm obsessed with being busy apparently so yeah <laughs> yeah that's the thing with entrepreneurship though you know those big ideas and you just want to jump on them yeah, you know, exactly. You wanna, you'll figure it out, too. That's the thing. That's mm -hmm. what I always say. Like, it'll work out eventually. If I want to do it bad enough, it'll work. And if it doesn't work, then it wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, yeah. and it's so interesting, like, how many things you can learn from trying things out and yeah. seeing how they go. Like, I had launched a Twitter chat about a year ago, yeah. and it was a lot of fun, and I really liked it. But what I found was, you know, like, I mean, partly just actually growing it and, you know, encouraging people to come, and the people who were coming were awesome and yeah. were engaged. But for me, I found that my biggest problem was actually sticking to like a weekly specific thing yeah. and knowing that I had to be there every Tuesday at like seven o'clock in the exactly. evening. And I was like, I don't actually like this. You know, as much as I enjoy participating in Twitter chats, I really didn't like knowing that I was actually forced to do something a specific day and yeah. time, even though I had actually created that, right? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. And so it was neat because then I was like, okay, well, actually, maybe having a Facebook group makes more sense. And I right. started my Facebook group, and that's being like, it makes more sense for me, right? Exactly. But, so it's fun to try things out, and if it doesn't happen to work out, then you can, yeah, you can put on the back burner even and start up again later or, yeah. or just leave it. That's kind of funny because originally <laughs> what I wanted to do was launch a Twitter chat. And like you said, I figured it'd be too much work. Yeah. So now I'm launching this other thing that's going to take even more work than <laughs> than the Twitter chat. But like you said, like, with that part of my um, reluctancy came from the fact that, like you said, I'm going to have to do this every Tuesday at this time because I can't have yeah. a Twitter chat and be, you know, sporadic. It has to be consistent, mm -hmm. right? So I didn't want to commit to something like that. Um, but with the Hustle and Charm community, like, the events aren't going to be um, the same day every month. Mm -hmm. The Facebook prompts are going to be different. Like, it's not going to be so that structured that it's going to drive me crazy but yeah. structured enough that people know that something's coming and they know what to expect and have a rough time frame of when it's going to happen so yeah same with this podcast you know yeah. being able to find and schedule people and come in for you know an hour of your time yeah. in, in my own house for yeah. one thing <laughs> you know to be able to figure that out i never thought i'd be so structured yeah uh, thank God I have sex. <laughs> uh, the idea and came to me. Well together, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it's like I'll figure it all out, and yeah. then you know, yeah. So to be able to, I think as long as you have fun with it, then exactly. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so where can listeners go to learn more about you? Um, if you go to my website, just uh, strategicharmboutique.com. Um, you can find all my information there. But I'm also super duper active on Instagram. So if you follow at Strategic Tribe Boutique, um, you could find me there. I think I've been shadow banned. I'm not. I'm hoping it's done by this time the episode airs, but I've been shadow banned for a while now. So 
yeah, mm. <laughs> that kind of sucks. That I don't even suck. know what that is. Basically, oh. it's the worst. So basically, I think it's because Instagram has been rolling out so many changes yeah, um, for the past like year and a half. It's moderate. like every day, exactly, every day something different happens. And every time they add in something new, um, user accounts tend to get a little glitchy. So basically, um, what's happening now is a lot of people who, um, who have business accounts are finding that their hashtags aren't popping up unless they're unless you're already following them. So say for example, I posted something, use a hashtag. If you click on that hashtag, Dan, and you're not following me, you're not gonna see it hmm. because you're not following me already. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So it's just wow. basically- it's It makes make sense to me, but it doesn't yeah. make sense in the general. <laughs> in general, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's basically affecting everyone's like engagement and visibility and a lot of my clients are asking me, what can I do? I'm like, you know what? There's there's very little you can do because Instagram yes. has to kind of fix themselves. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I'm hoping by June <laughs> that my account's back to normal. So, it's understandable. Yeah, and I know they were doing uh, quite a bit with their API for yeah. as well. Like, yeah, I think Hootsuite. I know they can only schedule uh, certain. Like you have to remind yourself. Yeah. But um, oh, it was uh, this program called Presley. They had an API where you can actually like pull oh. in data and all this stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't working for the at least a year. Yeah. So you're paying for the service. <laughs> exactly. And, it doesn't even work. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually really interesting to know. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people are saying that, like, they suggest that you don't post for a couple of days. Um, but Instagram is my court platform. Like, I can't not post. So and your, your Instagram profile is awesome. <laughs> oh, like, thank I you. love it. Thank you. <laughs> but see, like, I'm obsessed with it. I can't not post. So I'm just going to keep yeah. doing it and then hopefully things rectify but yeah you can find me there nice. <laughs> and we'll have all the links and everything yeah. uh for your stuff so awesome. go to candidpodcast.ca slash ep5 yeah well thank you very much for such a candid conversation yeah no problem yeah, thanks thank for inviting you. me it's fun nice. <laughs> thanks for listening to the candid conversations podcast if you enjoyed this episode be sure to give it a like and a share with your friends and co-workers visit candidpodcast.ca to learn more about this podcast to access some of our favorite free resources for your business, and to submit any questions you would love for us to answer in our next episode. Are you interested in supporting small business in your community? You can become a sponsor of the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast at candidpodcast.ca slash sponsor. Gonna... Oh, that's so fun. I didn't even think, to... was there anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah, no, I'm good. Right on. <laughs>